Boo. I scared you. This is Lindsay Moreland, and I have a ghost story for you. Episode number five, Predisposed to the Supernatural, part two. In the last episode, you heard about Nate's childhood and the creepy experiences he had. One would expect that the odd stuff would stop as Nate grew up, but it didn't. Things just got weirder, and Nate started having what some may call premonitions. The definition of a premonition is a strong feeling that something is about to happen, especially something unpleasant. I read an article on StacyKnows.com about how to tell if your premonitions are true. Now, I didn't thoroughly research this, so I don't know who the Stacy person is or what she does or doesn't know. However, she lists six factors on how to tell if you're having accurate premonitions. Number one, high intuition levels. Number two, countless deja vu experiences. Number three, having visions of the future. Four, an accurate gut feeling. Five, future predictions are that accurate. Six, vivid dreams. The first vision Nate had was when he was a senior in high school. He had a nightmare where he was being chased by an old man in an abandoned factory. The old man was extremely mad at Nate and kept accusing him of running off with his wife. Even though this was a long time ago, Nate still remembers the dream vividly. The factory in his dream was very dark and had a blue backlight. There were a lot of exposed pipes, metal staircases, and catwalks all over the place. The old man was chasing him and yelling about his wife being kidnapped. The guy didn't look particularly scary, except for his anger. He was just a round-faced old man. Nate was able to get a little distance from him by hiding on one of the catwalks. From his vantage point, he could see the old man stomping around the factory floor in a rage with his fist clenched, scanning left to right, looking for Nate. Of course, in the dream, he glances up and their eyes meet. The old man races up the stairs, right towards him, roaring, Where's my wife? What have you done with her? Right as the old man jumped on Nate, he bolted awake and felt gravity drop in his stomach. During this time, Nate and his family lived in a funeral home, so he was used to nightmares of being chased by dead people. Like, this is totally something normal that someone gets used to. <laughs> then again, we're talking about a guy who lived in a funeral home when he was born, then moved to a haunted farmhouse before moving back to the funeral home again. So yeah, I guess maybe he did get used to it. Anyways, even though the dream seemed real, it didn't seem special at the time. So, as they do, the dream faded away, and along with it went the fear of the nightmare factory and the creepy old guy. A few days later, Nate picked up his girlfriend and her aunt to go prom dress shopping. They had to drive to a mall an hour away to find the dress his date wanted. As expected, Nate was miserable as he stood bored, staring between racks and racks of formal dresses, 
waiting for his girlfriend to try on what seemed like every last one of them. While the ladies were in the dressing room, he stood around awkwardly with his hands in his pockets, trying to pass the time by people watching. That's when he noticed someone out of the corner of his eye. Someone that was eerily familiar. Across the store, in the menswear section, less than 100 feet away, there he was. The man from his dream. The old man, dressed in khakis, a plaid shirt, and a brown blazer. Very typical old man attire. He was walking around and obviously looking for somebody. Nate froze. The sense of deja vu was instantaneous. The dream came flooding back to him, and with it, so did the fear and panic he had felt. As if it was on a swivel, the old man's head was turning from side to side, left to right, right to left, as he scanned the room. It was exactly the same way he was doing it when he was seeking out Nate in his dream. Then, all of a sudden, the old man stops and his head dips. He turns slowly in the direction of Nate. He looks up and stares directly at him and their eyes meet. The old man then starts walking towards him, completely ignoring the tile walkways in the department store and the racks of clothing in his way. He makes a beeline directly for Nate, never losing eye contact. At this point, Nate is paralyzed with fear and cannot move. The details from his nightmare were flooding back into his mind as he stared at the exact same face he saw just a few nights before. The old man walked straight up to Nate and stopped. He looked at the floor for a brief second and then back up to meet Nate's eyes again. The man's expression softened. He shook his head, raised his palms in a quizzical gesture, and asked Nate with a chuckle, What's a guy got to do to find his wife around here? Still unable to move from shock, Nate shakily responded with, Then I don't know, and just stood there not taking his eyes off the man's face. The old man just shrugged and walked away continuing to look for his wife around the store. To a passerby, this would have seemed like a normal, casual interaction. But Nate was scared out of his wits. He found his way into the woman's dressing room, banged on the door, and yelled to his date and her aunt, We need to get out of here. Now. At that moment, he was sure that something terrible was going to happen to them. However, nothing terrible happened. His girlfriend ended up getting the dress... They ate at the food court and then headed back home. A few weeks later, he and his girlfriend went to prom, and the most memorable thing was Nate holding his girlfriend's hair when she threw up in the garage during the after party. Been there, done that. Nate never saw the old guy again. He doesn't know what any of this meant. Were the Cosmos trying to send him some sort of message that he clearly missed or what? Personally, I still have a lot of questions. Did the old man ever find his wife? Did she even exist? I mean, Nate never saw her in the dream, nor in the store. Was the old man senile? Was there some sort of sinister force trying to bring them together, only to watch them go their separate ways just as quickly? 
I don't know. Nate did say he learned one valuable lesson. He vowed to avoid malls at all costs for the rest of his life. One may think that this first occurrence was odd or just a coincidence. However, it happened again this very year. Nate currently works at Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville as a valet. During the beginning of the COVID outbreak, only essential employees were working. As both Nate and his wife work at hospitals, they have been deemed essential employees and have had to go to work throughout the entire pandemic. Hashtag same. In June, Vanderbilt gave the option to all of its employees that had direct contact with patients to have their blood drawn to test for antibodies from the COVID-19 virus. Although most employees were interested in taking this test, Nate was not. See, Nate has a history of seizures. In his early teens, it was such a problem that he had to be under the care of a neurologist and get lots of tests, including tons of blood work. During one of the blood draws, Nate coded and fell to the floor unconscious. His eyes rolled to the back of his head and his mother, who was a nurse, completely freaked out because she couldn't find a pulse. The medical team eventually got him to wake up and no real damage was done. But needless to say, blood draws still make him weary. Even with his disdain for giving blood, when the option came up for the COVID antibody test, he decided that it was important and that he needed to do it. The day of the blood draw, when he walked into the room and saw the other employees with syringes in their arms, he was immediately hit with a wave of anxiety and started nervously pacing. At one point, he even left the room to text his wife that he just couldn't do it. His wife reassured him and reminded him how important it was and then somehow talked him back into it. Nate reluctantly went back into the room where he realized the nurses had been calling for him already. So once he checked in, they immediately sat him down into a patient chair. The vials on the tray were huge and Nate had to glance away to avoid running out of the room again. However, they didn't give him much of a chance because before he knew it, they had put that needle in his left arm and he was staring up at the ceiling, trying his best not to watch the blood drain out of himself. They filled one of the huge vials up and grabbed another one and another one. Nate was doing way better than he expected and realized the issues he had when he was 13 were clearly no longer an issue. Once he finished, he stood up and surprisingly didn't even feel woozy or dizzy. He left the patient room and made his way back down to the hospital garage, which he had to walk through in order to get back to the building he worked in. As he was walking past a car, it suddenly exploded. Nate had fire all over him. Pieces of his clothes were burnt. In his haze, he noticed he had a bad cut on his stomach. He touched it and blood started running over his fingers. He was holding his bloody stomach and running away, screaming for help when all of a sudden, he woke up. Nate came too. On the floor in the patient room where they were drawing blood. The entire thing was a dream. Leaving the patient room, walking through the garage, the car blowing up, the fire, the blood, all of it, it was a dream. According to the nurses, he had seemed okay when he first came in, 
They did the blood draw without any issues, and Nate had even been talking to them throughout it. Then all of a sudden, his eyes went blank. He stood up, started running, and ran smack dab into the wall. He fell straight back and was completely unconscious. The nurses were holding him down, making sure he didn't move his neck for fear he had a concussion or something worse. After some time and a few tests, they determined he was fine. Nate went back to work like normal. A week later, Nate was in the same parking garage parking a patient's car when he passed a truck and noticed smoke coming out of the hood. Then it caught fire. Nate ran and grabbed a fire extinguisher and blew it into the grill and then pulled the fire alarm. The truck ended up exploding. The fire department and the police showed up. The whole thing was a huge deal. Thankfully, Nate nor anyone else was injured or burned. But still, there's an eerie feeling about all of this. Was this a premonition? Was this a message for Nate? What was the purpose of these vivid visions? Had he not been there, could the explosion have injured someone? I guess we'll never know. Boo! I Scared You is a second sound production hosted by Lindsay Moreland, produced by Trina Lloyd. This podcast is in loving memory of my grandmother, Mary Bell, Patsy Pat, Riley Bear, They promised that dreams can come true, but forget to mention that nightmares are dreams too. Oscar Wilde.